welcome to the first episode of Be My Therapist. Our first guest is going to be Scotty Peterson. Have Wait, hold on. I'm first? Uh, technically, like, the fourth. But now you're the first, because I lost most of the other episodes. Is that, is that a train? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the East Side Junkyard, big dog. I can't sleep unless it's like a fucking loud train or a homeless man screaming. That's usually tough. They should have that like ASRM train and hobos fighting. familiar with the seven sins and the seven virtues? Let me see if I can name the seven sins. Uh, one, uh, women. Two, no, I'm just kidding. It's uh, lust, uh, greed, uh, lust, greed, pettiness. <laughs> Wait, lust, greed, man, fuck, I only know two, and I like both of them. Alright, are those the ones that you feel like you relate to the most? I don't know, man. I lust for sure, but I don't feel like I'm greedy. But uh, maybe I'm just greedy about lusting for some pussy. Hey, what's up? <laughs> so on like the seven virtues aspect of it, like, are you still, do you feel like they correlate the opposite? Like you would be more into charity and uh, well, let's jewelry? Go, go through all the sevens. The sins. sins would be pride, greed, lust, envy, sloth, wrath. Sloth, wrath. Uh, wrath. Sloth. sloth is just uh, laziness. Damn. Wait, what was that other one? <laughs> All right, pride, greed, envy, lust, sloth. Why is wrath. pride one? So. Uh, cause it's in to have too much pride. Damn, so gay pride parade is a double sin? That's <laughs> fucked up, dude. That's some shit. I don't know, I guess... I mean, they're there for a reason, right? There's probably some dude like, man, there are seven assholes. <laughs> and the seven different assholes he named are the ones that are too prideful, too lustful, and you know, the other five. <laughs> the other five assholes. How do you think they came out with seven deadly sins? Uh, it was a way to separate yourself. Is that what it is? Uh, that's just uh, what I believe overall. Because well, if you can like yeah. say, hey, this person's being prideful, this person's being wrathful, then it can make it feel like you're not the one experiencing those emotions. try to follow all those? Uh, I try and follow it all. My original idea was to get uh, 14 tattoos all together originally, like seven sins and then seven virtues, because I was like, if I get all sins tattooed on my body, what's going to balance that out? So yeah, it's like, that's I negative and positive. Now you're, yeah. Dude, now you're talking. Let's get that tattoo. I'd be down. I've been trying to get the third one for like three years what's now. What's the virtues? Virtues. Uh, I'm actually grabbing my phone and over it. Sorry, we'll edit this part out. Oh, man. Tell you what, I've had a long day. Uh, you know it's long when you're, you know, having a long day. Chastity, abstinence. 
liberty, diligence, patience, kindness, and humility. So being a simp. <laughs> the simp virtues yeah. versus the Chad deadly sins. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I do like following. Like, you definitely don't want to be greedy. I mean, you should take pride in your work. You know what I mean? But then again, if I take pride in my work, am I just a, am I just a, uh, what do they call it? Am I just a... Narcissist? Yeah, that, well, that too, but I was going to say a patron of corporate capitalism. <laughs> take pride in your work so you can work in the factory and, you know, be prideful making the same wage forever until we cut your ass for some fucking pieces of machinery. Seven deadly L's. One. I don't know, man. Fighting <laughs> capitalism is a deadly sin. Is it on there? Uh, I guess capitalism would fall under greed. Damn, there we go. See? They knew capitalism was bullshit way back then. You can have some like small town capitalism, like farmer's market capitalism. Wouldn't a uh, farmer's market technically be more socialist? Because, like, it's just only being spread amongst the community. That's true, yeah. I don't even really know what socialist is. I know what social studies are, but I don't know what socialist is. I mean, I think that's just where you work together, and everyone just kind of makes an even amount of money, which apparently is a bad thing. Yeah. Because, you know... Yeah, how can you fucking like capitalism if you're... Um, church going person right wouldn't you like be automatically greedy as fuck well, I don't know that's kind of wrong <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about it's been a long day we take capitalism if we go to a church no. <laughs> you know what, what about what about what would, what would this follow Joel Olstein gets 4.4 million dollars in like some PPE shit for his workers now he has a big arena fucking volunteers to begin with. But since they turned it into a fucking business that doesn't get taxed, oh boy, now I'm getting off of the, what do they call it? What, what sin is that that I'm doing right now? Huh? That's just a tangent. I don't think tangent, well, it's an idle mind. An idle mind is a sin itself. Wait, hold on. Go through all the, the sins again. All right, we got pride, greed, lust, wrath, envy. Then wrath. That's what that one is. Because they will feel my wrath. <laughs> Burn Lakewood down to the ground. I don't think you can burn a stadium down. Has there ever been a stadium caught fire? It's all concrete and steel. No, there was that one that caught fire in uh, in England, but you know, since England they build shit everywhere, I guess. It's odd because I don't think they had a lot of trees. Uh, when we won the first World War, or not the first World War, but our Civil War, or our independence from Britain, we had the best trees in America, the red oak. Yeah, people were down on big ass red oaks. Yeah, that did not burn easy. Or no, you think of the redwood trees. That's what it was. Red oak is a great oak to smoke the 
piece of shit. <laughs> oh. Alright, here's a random one. If you could end up controlling the universe, what would be your only taboo? My only taboo? Like, if I... <laughs> shit, my taboo would be controlling the universe. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can control the universe, that's pretty damn fucking kinky, right? That's, that's taboo. Like, wait, I, I think it'll be, get boring if you realize you can do it. Well, I mean, so you're saying God's bored out of his mind, right? <laughs> yeah. Probably is bored. That's why he keeps fucking mixing shit up. God. What childhood heroes have you have? Even fictional characters that Dud, you used baby. to motivate yourself? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Childhood hero. Teenage hero. <laughs> full-grown adult hero. <laughs> That guy's awesome. He's fucking ripped. <laughs> he fucking did everything that people told him he couldn't do. You know what I mean? So he's just a guy that always went against the grain? I don't know too much about this. Man, I know everything there is. Well, basically what it was, it was growing up, my dad would record. <laughs> my dad recorded over my brother's second year birthday party. Because that was back to VHS tapes. And dad's like, oh, let me get a tape. Predator's on. <laughs> and he taped over the fucking Predator. And my mom, like, found out. And I can, I can still remember my mom screaming at his ass for taping over Predator. Or taping over fucking the two-year-old shit. So you, at the beginning of it, would be uh, my brother getting the cake, about to blow the candles out. And then it would shoot to John Madden. Tough acting, tenactin. <laughs> and then the commercial. And then it would cut to, <laughs> to the fucking Predator. And man, I wish we still had that VHS tape. But I grew up watching that, so you grew up watching Predator, dude. Immediately, you want to get older and be as fucking ginormous as Arnold, you know? I've never seen Predator. Not bullshit, dude. I wish I could be. I'm not, like, favorite movies constantly on rewatch. Number one was always Forrest Gump. Uh, Forrest Gump's a good one. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Which one? original? Uh, I like the original the most, but I did spend like a little bit of time watching that second one a lot. The original, the book was supposed to be a black kid, and they replaced him with some fucking white, blonde, curly-haired fuck. <laughs> Never knew that. Never knew that? Nah. No. The thing I know most about Willy Wonka is that they were also following the Seven Deadly Sins, because all the kids that went into Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory were all supposed to represent a sin, but Charlie was the only one that ended up being pure towards the end. So he was supposed to represent the virtues, which is why he ended up inheriting everything. Damn, so then what does that make Willy Wonka? Uh, so, and... Is he an angel? Is he God? So they always do, like, the angel of death thing. Whoa, but that Willy is also Wonka, supposed to... death? Yeah, because all the kids that came in, he's like, oh, hey, I don't have to punish you now for doing this nonsense. Damn. I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's wild when you actually pay attention. That's fucking... Uh, one of the lines in uh, Pure Imagination, he's like, uh, Come with me. Not the come with me part, but in the world you will be free, but truly you're just renting it from me. Whoa, he like plays that like uh, in the beginning when he uh, allows all the kids to come in. In this world you'll be free, but truly you're just renting it from me. So then what does the golden ticket have to represent? The golden tickets were to allow everyone a chance to come into right. the factory. But what would that kind of reflect? Just a lottery. Just a lottery. Just kind of like blind 
line. He's just Pick hoping that shoot. someone would come in and be good enough. Still though, Predator's pretty badass, dude. They got that fucking scene where they, ooh, their arms are fucking vascular as fuck, dude. That's some '80s muscle, dog. Wait, is Predator the Alien movie or? Well, there's Predator vs. Alien. Those things are garbage. Predator the original. I mean, it's just an instant classic. It's a phenomenal movie. Have you always been self-aware? Self-aware? Hell yes. <laughs> Have I been self-healing? Hell no. But I've been aware of my non-self-healing attitude. God damn, dude. They got planes flying over this shit. And trains. It's 1.42 in the morning. What the fuck is a plane doing out there now? How do you think humanity should go about creating the next apex predator? So humanity to create the next apex predator, shit, dude. Some someone that uh, that comes up with a, a better idea than fucking Bezos at Amazon, <laughs> he'd be the new apex predator. It's like, oh, you like Amazon Prime? They deliver to you. Well, we're just gonna be your friend all day and buy you shit. <laughs> yeah, might be that. Amazon kind. <laughs> What's the most narcissistic thought that you've ever had that you don't tell people about? Most narcissistic thought I've ever had. I can give you mine if you want me to go first. But yeah, it's like, you go first. What's the most narcissistic thought you've had? I would sit in church as a child. And I always, always sit in the back pew. But uh, we would have these moments in church where like people would go up and give their testimonies. and uh, Oh, shit. You did that? Uh-huh. Well, no. I, I never got too close. I didn't want to. Like, I went up for like the, what we call the altar call to like just get blessed and everything. But uh, normally I would just like sit in the back and so like as a kid when we're growing up we like hear stories and like what's the one thing that every kid does you like pretend to be the strongest character in the book right but I would be in church and I'm like okay all these people are praying right now everybody heads are bowed and I would be like this person's prayers will be answered this person's prayer will be answered so you're picking and choosing people's prayers to be answered yeah because so I was God. In, yeah no shit that's pretty narcissistic. I don't know yeah. if you get any more narcissistic than being like God. I but know. I kept telling people about this idea, but no one like that's said funny. George Burrito one. actually told me about you saying that you were God, and he told me to shut up. <laughs> oh, George Burrito sent me uh, the best meme ever. He's like, uh, he called Tony. him George Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. But no, what were you saying? He's like, uh, I don't know. George always knew how narcissistic I was, even like yeah. trying to keep it low key. Uh, it's like. When everyone else like, hey, Tony, stop being superior. And then it's like my face turning around like, oh, but I am superior. Damn. I think the issue is that I'm not narcissistic enough. I'm more of a low, confident, don't want to rock the boat type person. You know what I mean? If I could think of a narcissistic thought, I mean, I remember getting dumped by a girl. And then being like, damn, maybe I'm bad at sex. And then five years later, she hits me up and she's like, I want to fuck. You were really good. And I was like, damn, thank God. It was just my personality. Maybe I'm narcissistic about trying to have good sex. Is that narcissistic? No, no way. That wouldn't be narcissistic. So That'd be uh, <laughs> wrath. <laughs> no, Wait, what was that? What are one of the good? That would be charity. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, humility. Humility, there we go. 
I don't know. I feel like if I was narcissistic, I would be a lot better at golf. Because golf, you gotta be like, I'm the shit. I'm better than this guy. And then me, when I was in golf trying to go pro, I'd be over putts, be like, you're gonna miss this putt, you fucking faggot. Like, real mean to myself. Because my brother used to call me that faggot word all the time. And then I could hear his voice echo in my head, like, you're gonna fuck this shot up. And then, like, so it was always not been able to shake that. I remember one time I had a birthday party and you know my brother was just a couple years older than me so you know when you initially have friends they want to show off in front of the older brother because he's the older brother and it's like well this old guy think I'm cool and we had something planned we are going to go do it and then my brother was like yeah Scotty we all don't want to go do that (laughs) like he had all my friends standing behind him like yeah let's do something else we don't want to do that and I remember being like check the mail <laughs> at like 10 I walked out to check the mail and cried and then he came back and was like alright let's do what my brother wants to do on my birthday <laughs> god why do I remember that it's fucked up is that one of the sins fucked <laughs> uh, so that could be technically you would have to mark that as envy yeah that would be envy because I'm yeah. envious of my dickhead brother Envy, I got a lot of. Narcissist, I really don't. Yeah, I don't think you're. But then again, can you be a self-aware narcissist? Uh, I think possible. If you initially are a narcissist, but you are unself-aware, it leads to you slowly developing a conscience. But once you develop a conscience, if you've been unaware this whole time, now you're a sociopath. There, there is a self-aware narcissist called fucking pro athlete. Meditate at all? Hell yeah, meditate. I read that wrong. How do you self-medicate? Whoa. Or are you government medicated? I mean, however you do, whatever comes you down. How do I self-medicate? Man, I work till I'm fucking exhausted. And people always say, like, you know, well, you know, failure's good. Failure's good, but there's two types of failure. There's slow failure and there's fast failure. Fast failure is what you want because that means you dive right in and you don't overthink things and you fuck it up right away. Instead of sitting back overthinking things and fucking it up a month later. So what's the point? You're going to fail anyway. You might as well fail fast. Now I'm talking about put that on a t-shirt. Fail <laughs> fast. while we're just gonna go back to the George Burrito thought. Yeah. So there was this time where we were riding around doing illegal things. Uh, right. Say hood ride shit. And we had the Bible, probably some drugs in the car. But uh, I showed you the drugs that you didn't realize were in the car. You did? You showed me? Yeah, I showed you the drugs. I thought I told you that we were gonna go pick up drugs before... What drugs are these? Gel tab acids? Or? Nah, this was uh, ketamine, molly, DMT, mm. and some other stuff. The weak stuff. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> we uh, go somewhere, we pick up some money, and then we uh, you come out, and like I show you the drugs. I'm like, hey, man, this guy gave me so much more. You're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, did I not tell you this? So we go over to George's house, 
And like when we get inside, uh, George immediately loads us the bowl. And like uh, you bring it up to Georgia about what just happened, and like I just look at you like in my mind I'm still thinking it's all completely innocent. I'm like, dude, I had the Bible, we were okay. So you had the Bible, we were okay with what having uh, the Oh, because all the drugs, because you had gotten a ticket the week before because the tent on your windows was too dark. That's right. And thank God I didn't have any drugs on me. I never really drive with drugs anyways. I'd rather do them before I drive. Yeah, that would have been smart. That's called, uh, what do they call that? Self-awareness. And keep going. What else we got? You're also supposed to be my therapist in this, so you could also shoot some random questions out. Oh, shit. You're there? My therapist? Let's see. If I'd be your therapist, well, what are some things that you feel like you struggle with right now? Biggest issue probably is always codependency. That one, like, drugs in the back of my head. So, so codependency, meaning you just want somebody to love. I wouldn't say want someone to love, necessarily. It's normally just, uh... It's mostly like having a task to do. What are you talking about? I give you a task to do every day. <laughs> yeah, I know, and then it runs out, and then it's nothing to do again. And that's why you gotta take fucking initiative and figure out a task and do it. Look at me, already therapying your ass up. <laughs> Quit being a sloth. <laughs> Cut out all that uh, slothing. No, dude, um, I mean, you got to, uh, I don't know, man. As someone who, who, who struggled with depression many a times, it's like, and getting in my own head a bunch of times, the only type of therapy you can have is find something that you can do to exhaust yourself to the point where you can barely walk because you're too tired to think, then you're too tired to be sad too tired to be sad, you can go to bed and get plenty of rest, recharge, and be even sadder the next day. Have I ever told you about the social experiment I did on you and almost everyone else that was that secret group? Was it the one where you're like, I'm gonna act fucking dumb, and then everyone oh, thinks no. I'm stupid? I didn't think that people would actually catch on to that part. Yeah, they caught on pretty quick. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> no, what was the experiment again? I think maybe you did tell me. Uh, it was like um, whenever I would feel realize it was someone's birthday, I would just give them a hundred dollars just to see what would happen. But you were the only person to go inside of secret group that night, or the night that it was your birthday, and come out and actually give me change back. Yeah. And that's when I was like, all right, maybe this is the human that I was. So I was also writing this. Uh, I guess I'll just call these notebooks. It was like how to human. Where I was just like, hey, maybe I'm like out here being too rude and. I need to learn how to be better at other people by finding someone else that will be randomly trustworthy. Yeah. And by you bringing me the change, I was like, oh, you know what? This guy just showed me I should trust him more than I trust these other people. How many people did you give 100 bucks that brought change back? 200. Oh, no. You were the only one that brought anything back. I was the only one that brought you change back out of the change 100. Change back, and then uh, my birthday's the last day of the year. And uh, I was like, all right, maybe someone will do something by then, but... Uh, Again, you ended up popping up again. You got me two tacos, two breakfast tacos from, I think that's that right. Place. Yeah, and, uh, uh, that, uh, the Alamo, the Alamo place, uh, Alamo Taco. Because that was back when I was fucking having to work all night. And I'd be up super early and I'd come back and I'd bring you those tacos. Man, those tacos were good, dude. Yeah. 
now it's Valero tacos, which are just as good, but they're not as big as the Alamo tacos. I would say on a scale of seven deadly tacos versus the virtue tacos, you gotta say the smaller taco from Valero is the virtue taco, and the big taco from Alamo is the deadly sin taco, because that's, you know, yeah. they're, they're out of business. Do you feel like you have any kind of God complex, Jesus complex, devil complex? Uh, you know, I always felt like with my stand-up and my hatred of having money, I would just drift doing shit tours. And then during those shit tours, I would stay at random people's houses and do their dishes and then leave on to the next city to do comedy and their dishes and I'd be like Jesus Mr. Clean <laughs> I always felt like if you know because whenever I have money like I'm so used to not having money that I just kind of give it really fucking nilly because like I can survive on barely nothing because of what I've got built going on around me but it's one of those things where it's like Whatever, money's gay. I don't give a shit about it. Fucking, I would rather build something with backbreaking hard work that my kid can totally fuck up one day and then slip into depression. By that time, I'll be long dead from all the hard work it took me to build a business for my kid to ruin. And then maybe I'll haunt him for a little bit. But other than that, fuck that kid. I'm tired of his shit. <laughs> Let's see, so while we were living together, we uh, we originally started to pray to the god of war. We did, and we were doing a lot of cinnamon. Uh, we had to drink whiskey. Uh, it was still tobacco. Yeah, to bring in a more manly spirit. Yeah, but uh, a little while after you left the warehouse, and I was living alone. I got the same witch to come back, and uh, I switched to the guy to Apollo, so I was supposed to start wearing orange. I was supposed to be eating more citrus. Well, what does this, this Showtime with the Apollo guy do? What is, what uh, is that? He's just Apollo. He's like God of Sun, the God of the Harvest. So it's Sun, Harvest versus God of War, which is cinnamon, this big red gum. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And I'm not the type to dog any type of belief because, come on, let's be honest. It's fucking, I grew up in the fucking 90s and then started the internet. I mean, I'm molded by propaganda my entire life. What's for me to be like, you're going to look at the stars align and do that and do this, you know what I mean? I've had a day with you where I was riding around feeling slightly unfaithful. Yeah. Uh, I think we were on like Santa Manuel where that super K is. Yeah. And uh, on that day, you made me feel like I should have started believing in God more. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I know this is a stupid line. I know uh, somewhere in there we were talking about, uh, I gotta get that. What was it? level 100 pussy or like massive it was something stupid but it was like maxed out 
But then you were like, how could you not believe in God? What you don't? And I was like, you know what? Never mind. Maybe I do. So basically, I just said that. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about because we I never really talked about religion. Yeah. In God. No, I think that actually happened when we got close to whatever Street Secret Group's on, whatever that place is. That's when the conversation changed to that subject. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I get drunk a lot and say dumb shit. So or, it's worth it. I'm just a modern day philosopher. I mean, I don't like like following your religion and, and you know bettering yourself because honestly you can you can grind yourself down working and working and working and then you don't take time to just kind of be like let's get back to the community when you go to the church and get back to the community but then you start to realize most churches not most I'm sorry but you know some churches will take advantage of that and take 4.4 million dollars of taxpayers money and people who have small businesses dying because they want to have a fucking basketball arena and a jerry curl preaching shit his daddy came up with 30 years ago. What was I going with this? Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck Joel Osteen. That's where <laughs> I was trying to go at. Remember that one time I said fuck Joel Osteen? Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, your worst personality trait? <sighs> fucking <Wait>. Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> Not Joel Osteen. No, nah, I mean, worst personality trait that I got is... Depression and or low confidence. How do you bring yourself up if, when you're feeling like low in your own confidence? Um, I'll either go do stand-up and get a nice high or I'll just do a bunch of drugs and raise my confidence level a little bit. And then my chemical imbalance will be off and then I'll go back slipping into a nice, subtle depression for a little bit. But I just need Shop. I don't need to take the kid to school where you get shot. Or I can keep him here in the shop where I can teach him how to do metal work and how to fucking rebuild an engine and then maybe read if he needs <laughs> to learn how to fucking read. I mean, what does he even need to read for so he can buy shit? Get out of here. <laughs> so you feel like you'd be a strict parent or you would be a. I wouldn't really be a strict parent. But I'd be a condescending parent, like, hey, I just busted my ass for 12 hours a day. What'd you do? Oh, yeah, you played around your PS69, you dumb piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't do that. Honestly, it really doesn't even matter. I can, the kid's a part of my DNA, and in my mind, like, the only way he's going to be a disappointment is if he becomes a serial killer and he's a weak-ass serial killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Whatever my son and or daughter do, just, I would just want them to, you know, do their best and try to be happy and, and not have any expectations of, you know, how many people they need to murder in the middle of the night. And I always feel like I would be a bad parent because I wouldn't know how to discipline the child. I wouldn't want to, like, tell her that he did anything though. bad. But uh, if I, when I try and think about that mindset for too long, I'm like, then that leaves it up for everyone else to like tell the child like whatever it's doing is wrong because I will want my child to like hey dude have your own mind like think your own thoughts 
But you thinking your own thoughts too loud begins to affect other people. Well, you know, like, I'll tell you what, like, telling a child to think his own thoughts is like telling a drunk driver to be like, hey, man, take a ride here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they don't fucking know. They're fucking kids. And, but what I took from was, you know, I would go hunting and fishing with my dad, and I was too shy to want to have friends. So when I would go out hunting, my dad would be my friend, and I would hunt with him, and my brother was more outgoing, would bring his friend along. And I would go sit with my dad, and, you know, my dad would just talk to me and teach me things. Hey, look, this is coming up, and, you know, here comes the sun. Ducks are going to fly this way. They like to land into the wind. He goes, let's set up over here. You know what I mean? Stuff like that where it's like you bond on more of a primal level of uh, shooting the fuck out of stuff out of the sky. You know, like, but the art of, like, getting up early and the, you know, if I if I went, wanted to go fishing, you know, my dad would work his ass off. I'd be like, let's go fishing. He's like, I can't. I'm too tired. And then my brother would be like, go cry and tell dad that you want to go fishing so bad. And then I would cry, and he'd be like, I know, but I can't. I'm tired. Do you know how to make yourself cry? Uh, I don't know. I think I was just legit crying because I wanted to go fishing. <laughs> it was just someone being like, hey, man, go cry about fishing. I'd be like, I don't I just want to go fishing. Come on, let's go get dogs. I can't drive. I drive there myself. I'm eight. But no, it's just there's something about... I mean, I couldn't sleep all night when I knew we were going fishing. I would stay up, and then, you know, the dog would look out the window, and I'd look out the window with the dog, and be like, 3 a.m., like, oh, my God, two more hours, and then we're finally going to leave, and then we get in the car, and then we drive there, and that feels like another two hours, and shit, dude, it, it turned into one of those things, like, you know, like, you know how time moves slow when you're a kid, but when you go out fishing and hunting, you know, it seems like something like, you know, it, it's just, it's a very necessity of bonding. Not, not meaning, you know, like, you gotta take your kid on and go fishing, but you gotta spend time with your kid, whether it be playing golf with them. I know a kid, or, I mean, for example, I had a roommate called, very great dad, super nice, very successful, made tons of money. And his son was like, all I wanna do is make as much money as my so my dad would come to town and be like, hey, what's up, man? I'm in town. My dad's been having the same job for 20 years. He's like, Barry, you want a promotion? He's like, can not be able to play golf whenever I want? Fuck no. I'll keep taking the same pay. And so my friend became envious of that because he goes, you know, I get to go on dope vacations and summer houses and all that, but you get to go play golf with your dad on a Tuesday. I only get to play golf with my dad when it's a planned trip on a vacation. You know what I mean? He goes, you get to spend time with your dad and do that. And that was kind of a sense of like, and I really never took it for granted, but I never really thought that, you know, rich kids have shit dads. I mean, they can be a good dad. Like, no, you need to do this, dude. No, you know what I mean? Like, you need to do that. They're not bad dads, but it's just like, I mean, if your dad making tons of money, I mean, there's, there's probably no worse pressure than being like, God, I don't want to be poor and my dad fucking, I can't live up to my dad's expectations. Yeah, then you end up falling into your own cycle. Yeah, but some guys battle through it, and then they're like, I will work this 9 to 5 until I get to 100K in six years or eight years. 
man, your dad really just like, hey, I love working and making money, and I hate my son not doing drugs and in jail. Sweet, I'm killing it. He's not embarrassing me. Fuck that dad. <laughs> I mean, my dad's always loved, you know, me and just talks me up and always gets embarrassed when he calls you up. But you know, it's just I can always remember those times when it's just super cold and you're in a lake. Fog over the lake. Your dad bought you ten dollar waders at fucking academy. As soon as you step on a twig and water pokes a hole in you, and then you have cold water running your pants. And then all of a sudden the sun comes up, and you see ducks flying, and you're shooting, and then the adrenaline of being like a ten year old firing off a weapon and taking something out in midair. So y'all would eat whatever y'all hunted that day? Yeah, my dad would like never shoot anything or keep anything you're not going to eat. Always, if you kill it, eat it. You know, like, and he goes, don't kill predators too. Like, we got so mad, we went to uh, this guy's land and hunted on it. And the guy's kid shot a fucking red tailed hawk. And my dad was like, that's it. dad was like, you know, he would know that if his dad was a piece of shit because his dad was like, we'd go hunting and his dad would be sitting in the jungle is what we called it because it was a cotton field and in the middle of the cotton field it was just woods and they called it the jungle and that's where the kid and his dad and his friends and like my dad was smart like, oh he's letting us hunt on the land? Here's a 30 pack of bush light. Oh hell yeah thanks Barry. He's drinking bush light letting his kid shoot fucking predatory gorgeous birds Have you ever made a death pact? A death pact? Like, like what? Like, uh, get married to American Girls 40 and sing that? I've done stupid. I did one with, like, the earth, with, like, this stupid ritual. But, just like with anything like that. What's a death pact? A death pact is basically like, hey, once I die, this thing is dying with me. Whoa, whoa, what thing? I did it with the earth. With the earth? So you're like, my death pact. Basically, like, when I die, that thing's blowing up, too. Man, death pack. I don't know. I would always think, like, man, I don't want to go out alone. I might as well take some people out. And they're like, that's such an awful thing to think about. But anything, like, maybe I can go out in some cool YouTube video and get some other hits after I die. And then, you know, for, like, the next 30 years, it'll be in the dark web. Be like, dude, did you see that guy kill himself? Is that a death pack? I think uh, that's just content. Yeah. <laughs> they just call that internet content. Well, all right. Well, that's going to be the end of this episode. So, originally, I only wanted these to last uh, 22 minutes. 22 minutes. So, a uh, TV show without commercials. Is, well, why don't we keep going? Minutes. I'm going to get edited. All right.
because of most of the questions. Well, I have these other stuff that we're skipping yeah, keep, over. Keep fucking going. We'll edit this down to make it fucking reasonable. All right. <laughs> so uh, we were training, or I called it training, when we were living uh, in the warehouse over there. Yeah, like, just God. as a dojo. Like, uh, we had the swing that wasn't fully built. Yeah. But uh, random workouts I would find for myself to do would just be the balance on yeah, uh, balance that bar. On. And then just, like, use that to do it. That's a leg press, technically. Yeah, kind of a leg press. How did you feel when you first came to the warehouse and saw what was going on when you spent the next two years? I honestly, I felt like I was living too goofy. Uh, I didn't like having a walk-in shower. I didn't like, um, I didn't like where I lived, and I was like, man, this uh, feels more rural. Like, I kind of always been envious of hobos. Because I always felt like they were living way more free than me. Wait, in a hobo, one of the sins? Huh, I guess. Technically, being a hobo would probably Better. fall in the sloth. Yeah. But, I mean, it's an issue. Yeah, someone told me something, or... It was basically like, why do we have charities? We have issues that need to be addressed. We have a government. charity we wouldn't have greed didn't have charity we'd have greed there you go i think they call that the yin and the yang which they both live on the east side let's hit them up <laughs> what was the uh what was like the how long did it take you to live in the warehouse doing cold showers not having laundry having really no actual furniture and constantly living around buildings. It honestly felt pretty liberating. One of my favorite things about moving into the warehouse was instead of using a walk-in shower was that I was like uh, taking cold showers in the hot tub. Yeah. Remember when that guy Biggio got in the hot tub or got, got in the <laughs> yeah. hot tub and he, he turned the cold water on? Ooh. Oh, like making all these noises like man suck it up dude it's cold water that shit was like taking cold showers and sleeping in a hammock for a year I'm not gonna lie I was like I just started religion yeah it kind of feels that way because even before we like started to do the witchcraft stuff with Amanda it was already there we were doing uh, no mirrors yeah and that was weird like when I first like had a mirror again I was like this is fucking weird I was like, yeah dude you yeah. those were times where mirrors were not your friends <laughs> I mean 
one of those things where like I got to a point in life where I was so unhappy I was like you know what I did all this stuff to make a life that people told me that I needed to do to make a life out in Katy or out in the suburb and raise you know what I mean tell me bullshit that I need Now I was okay. I wanted to get to ground zero. I wanted to see how low I could go, how I could survive. Didn't have a driver's license. Bike 22 miles here and there. I remember one time I did three comedy shows here where I biked to the improv to Boondocks, from Boondocks to Secret Group, from Secret Group. So I think that was it. That was like 22 miles right there. That something about being like I need to get from point A to point B and the only thing that's getting there is my fucking citric acid cycle <laughs> my body and my legs are the only thing moving me there and that's where I was like wow it's kind of hard to be sad when you're fucking exhausted and you almost got hit by a car twice you know and I felt that was you know like a burning it down in my sense because you know I was educated I had plenty of white privilege to, to do a lot of things where I could be wearing nice clothes and having a pretty girlfriend or a wife and doing it, I don't know, maybe I had some fucking kids, but, and I was like, that's topical shit, because if you really dig into it, the guys that, you know, make a bunch of money, their wives fucking hate them, kids don't give shits about them, and, you know, they end up getting divorced, and they don't have any money. And then their kids already don't like them. And then they're just like, wow, I can't believe I just made a bunch of money to build a family and, and not help raise that family correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, okay, what can I do in life that allows me to make enough money to do whatever I want? And if that means I gotta live in a warehouse with cold showers and a tired of it and then like your comfort zone goes away you don't have a comfort zone you're uncomfortable all the damn time you know and then you get so uncomfortable all the time you get a little taste of comfort and you're like it's kind of nice but then it becomes a thing where it's like you get addicted to just the forced struggle starting from ground zero and up and avoiding taking, you know, taking help from like, hey, I can get you a job here, or I can get you a job there, you know, and, and all that, but it's like, no, I'd rather go move furniture than move furniture, and then you're just like, you know, I got no problem moving furniture, riding a bike everywhere, and then you get in a bike wreck, and then you wreck your bike, and you break your bone, and you don't have insurance, so they just put in a stent, now your arm's broken, you gotta walk everywhere, and then on your way home when you're walking, you find some baggie that has some weird crystals in it, so you take it to your roommate, which you have 16 of them in the house you're living in, and then that guy crushes it up and snores it, and he's like, that's meth, bro, do you wanna do some meth? And I'm like, 
yeah, why the fuck not? And then you hit meth, and then you sit in the backyard, and you're in L.A., and you're talking to a dude who sings just like Bruno Mars, talking about how he should have made it before Bruno Mars, and you didn't. And then I was like, all right, I think I'm at ground zero. The thing is, when I met you, I was uh, <clears throat> I was trying to find ground zero. Uh, a random philosophy that I adapted from uh, one of my favorite yeah. childhood shows, Full Metal Alchemist, was uh, you can't like get your own happiness until you're like you're comfortable, like giving up everything that has been making you feel comfortable for so long. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. Like, so Genghis Khan, who kills millions of people, and smart. He would raid cities, kill everybody, rape every virgin to where the virgins would just jump off of the tallest cliff and all die. So they'd find a fucking pile of bones of people jumping off like, oh, the, the Mongols are here. And then think about it, you're Mongolian, you live out in the steppe, it's windy as fuck, you got a horse, grass, you're eating rats, and then you're taking those rats and you eat and you're fucking sewing rat skins together to wear as a coat, and then you go to some fucking badass city, a Dubai, if you will, of those times, and you kill everyone there, and you reap all their spoils, you're wearing nice clothes, and you're jacking off, you're drinking stuff, you're like, victory, having fun. Gang is calm, you'd be like, all right, back to the step with you, send them back and then they'd be back in the shit where they gotta live life hard and eating rat again when they even knew but he knew that that would harden their warriors up to be able to fucking continue fighting so the spoils of war don't really go to anywhere other than growing more more war you know what I mean you're not you're not enjoying the fruits of your labor you're enjoying the labor stocked up on some fruit big dog you know and I always admired that that's why I like you know well don't you want to move somewhere nice and live why because I could pay 800 bucks to some fucking dick face cocksucker to just fucking give me a shithole room that he slapped together no I'd rather pocket the fucking five and build some dumb fucking trailer you know what I mean and live out of that then, then try to pay, you know, live in one of those fucking townhomes, live in one of those fucking, you know, apartment complexes where they just shampoo the carpet and repaint over everything. And it's just like, it's, it's like you're living in a fucking, like a McDonald's lifestyle. You know, think about it. Very, very common this day and age for people my age in their 30s to have lived in a new place every two to three years. You know? Think about that. I, I have lived... I've been moving since I moved <coughs> every out of two my parents' place years, just like that. I've moved somewhere else. You know? And it's not like, well, I'm scared of commitment. It's like, why am I going to pay a fuck ton of money to live in some apartment complex community with a bunch of other jack-offs? You know? Some of them are cool, though. I don't know. But you know what I mean. It's just like. Or I can move into an old car garage and fucking rough it up. Uh, and then have all my projects and 
fucking learn how to build. And like, you know, but I don't know. I like having skills. I like being exhausted. Somebody was, let's say, someone's like, all right, man, I need you to run this operation. All right, how much do I get to run this operation? You get 3K to run the operation on that. All right, how many people can I hire? As many as you want, but you got to pay it out of your 3K. I'll hire as many people as I need to do the job to where all I got to do is make a couple of decisions here and there. And then I have the freedom to fuck off and do what I want for two or three hundred bucks a week instead of making the three thousand and buying nice clothes from Macy's and going to Midtown or going to fucking some other jerk off fucking place that just is brand new and I'm gonna go drink some fucking you know hey you wanna try this shot or hey you wanna do this and then oh let's go talk to some girl that has nothing to fucking influence there or oh let's talk to some guy that fucking doesn't you know some of those people are actually pretty cool <laughs> but it is surrounded by a bunch of fucking cinder blocks and some power tools and I will have a good time. <laughs> and a pretty good amount of Adderall. Lots and lots of Adderall. No, <laughs> Do you value your work more than the relationships that you make with people? No, I feel like my work is what makes relationships with people. It's kind of like leading by example, you know what I mean? If I'm out there busting my ass for 13 hours, someone will see that and they'll be like, wow, I'm a piece of shit. I'm only doing a little bit of stuff. And then that'll elevate them to do that. That's why when I have people help me do work, I, I'm not going to, you know, dig into their ass like, hey, man, you know, like, come on, let's make it look good and all that. And I'm like, I can do that. I'll tell them what I want. And if they don't do what I want, then I'll just... And go, you know, go not do what I want somewhere else type thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be like, no, you should do it my way. You know, which is what I want. But what I want doesn't exactly translate to what you want. But I know that I have a plethora of people that I could fucking hire. And out of one out of a hundred might do what I want. You know? I have no problem bringing people around to help me work, and if they suck, then I'm just like, all right, well, I'll pay you full money, no big deal, you know, it was my fault for hiring you, <laughs> or something like that, but it's just like, and then it gets to a point where it's like, God, I do my work better when I'm just alone, and I don't have people around, because it gets tiring having to be like, hey, do this, hey, do that, you just want to be able to have someone that's like, you know what, that Maybe I'll get up early so that when Scotty gets up, all the shit that he, you know, wanted to get done, I already stayed up all night and did it. You know, just like that girl that wanted to build the bus out and rent it out the back shop for 600 The shop looked like garbage. What did I do? 
fucking pop, what, 40 grams or 40 milligrams of Adderall and power wash the walls, the ceiling, the fucking floors, moved all the tools out, downgraded to what I only need necessity-wise, and then moved her fucking uh, bus in and, and washed it down and power washed out the inside and and then left it at that. I wasn't like texting her a bunch like, all right, look what I got to your car. No, I mean, she just showed up and was like, oh my God, you do all this? I'm like, yeah. And that wasn't for me to be like, did you see all that work I did? No, it's like, yeah, catch the fuck up. You know? Like, if you want to really get some shit done, then fucking get some shit done. You know, like, you can get caught up, because I've done it. I've gotten so caught up in the idea of like, up, you know, it's going to cost me a lot of money, let me make sure I do it just right, and then you do that, and it costs you more money, and you fucked up even more, than just diving right in, if I dove in, and she was like, what are we, like, you know, we're gutting out a bus, she has no idea how to gut out a bus, I kind of, you know, have an idea, because I had that food truck that I probably had a hundred failures on for three years, so I knew that, you know, Things aren't a big deal if you fuck them up. Because it's not about fucking it up. It's about solving the fuck up. And if you can solve the fuck up, then you can be the biggest fuck up in the world. Because you're a good problem solver. So, being timid and scared to fuck up is just slow failure. That's just going to eat you up for your whole life. But being a fast fuck up means you understand that, you know, you better fucking figure out a way to not be a fuck-up because, like, you know, you're going to keep being a fuck-up, me being a fuck-up. Yeah, you, you, you just got to fail fast and learn from it and move on instead of just sitting back, over-studying, over-calculating. I can do this, I can do that. And the next thing you know, you, you, you didn't even fail. I could fail ten times doing one task. The eleventh time, I'm going to be fucking stellar at that task. I could sit back, study, and do a task three times, and I ain't be anywhere near as good as if I just fucking dumped right into it and did it. One of my original ideologies when I moved in with you was uh, this gifted failure. It was like you're so good at failing that you're gifted because yeah. like you're so used to always fucking shit up that you are becoming better. But I changed that name uh, as my Instagram handle because you're uh, like. This kind of looks like a depressing name. Yeah. But I didn't, like, want to take the time to explain it then. Well, I guess gift of failure. Oh, daddy. yourself in your head like oh I'm failure or, but I kept your failure I'm gonna fail and this and that that's like that kind of allows your mind to be like oh well that's okay you know what I mean 
Like, I, I realized in my life, I, I don't get mad. I'm very laid back, you know. But, but things that get me super upset are, you know, golf, women, in relationships. And uh, what was the other one? Golf, women, I guess now this fucking job. <laughs> but it's like, I get mad. I, I usually don't get a rise out of anything. It would be like, hey, man, you're supposed to be here at this time. Like, yeah, well, whatever, dude. I'm on the fucking acid riding a bike in the middle of Montrose, and I'm 30. You think I give a fuck? No, I mean, like, I don't care. But uh, it, it, it just kind of becomes one of those things that's like you drink so much Everclear, you forget what you're talking about. What was I talking about? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, we're talking about the name. We're like a... Uh, Drinking Everclear. Yeah, oh, man, look at that. <laughs> We're talking about uh, the gift of failure. Name. The gift of failure part, yeah. But it's, you know, I mean, you can be a failure. It's just like don't call yourself out being like, oh, I'm a, I'm a failure. Me saying I'm a fast failure, that's a positive with a negative. Just like how you're saying you want a positive and negative on your fucking tattoos, beads, and out. Okay, I might be a failure, but I'm pretty goddamn fast at it. And that's pretty good. Look at you. You failed over five years. And now your wife left you. How good was that failure? My girlfriend left me right away. <laughs> Before I could even start a family. That was quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it becomes a thing, too, where, like, you try very hard to, to do, like, if I get pissed about something, it means I fucking I don't usually, I'm very laid back. I usually don't get pissed, but I mean, I would get pissed in chemical engineering school if I got bad grades. I'd get pissed if I hit a bad golf shot, you know. I'd get pissed if, you know, a girl that I liked didn't want to give me the time of the day. You know, not because she owed me the time of the day, just because I'd be pissed, like, God, why can't you be a better person for this girl that liked you? You know what I mean? Like, that type of thing. Because I care about her. And then I slip into a world doing shit I don't really care about and just became like drinking Everclear you're just numb and then you drift numb and then you realize how that just fucking if you're drifting then you're going the direction of whatever the fuck's pulling you in that direction but if you can have some sort of determination or like you know like I don't have to help this person build a bus out someone who fucking only had a bicycle and a fucking power drill black and decker and started building a food truck out with that and then fucking goddamn it's, it's like it was a nightmare it aged me hard it made me like you know it made me bitter it, you know you lose some confidence you know there's nothing worse when someone's like they, they fund you, like, hey, man, you're a great cook. Let me fund you, you know, to do that. And then you're like, all right, well, they're like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I don't know. They're like, well, I'll give you $20,000 to do it. And like, all right. And then you realize, like, well, I 
idea how to build a food truck. I knew that if I was able to, I never follow through with things. I do stuff, it doesn't work out. Then I'm like, whatever. I got 20 other ideas in my head that I can fail at and go do. But this was something that I wanted to keep failing at until I didn't fail at it. So it's being persistent with the failures, accepting the failures. I used to pull these all-nighters thinking like, we're gonna finish it tonight, come on, let's go. And it never, ever worked out once. I would inch a little bit closer, but not having a, a, a space to freely move around in and work, you know, like, you don't wanna just live in fucking clutter to where you can't actually follow through with your goal. If I'm supposed to build a food truck and I'm looking for a fucking ratchet for an hour pacing around, where do I put the volcano farms ratchet? I can't do this. And I could have stopped and been like, hey, why don't you work on something else that doesn't require this ratchet? You know what I mean? Like, those were skills that I wanted to learn instead of just having someone be like, hey, dude, I found a food truck. I'll rent it for you and you can cook out of it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I'll hop on my bike real quick and go over there and, and try to run a business. I'm like, dude. I ain't have a bank account, you know? And it becomes a petty cash thing because my brother was making so much money. He's like, God, I feel bad for this sad asshole. Let's get him a fruit truck or something like, because he can cook real well and do that. But it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll tell you what, I know what I'm doing a lot more now than I did before. And also, like, you know, I know nothing in any type of life is fully linear, meaning, like, it's not going to always go up. What I'm looking forward to is all the hard work that I've done pay off, everything goes great, and then boom, I lose everything, wife leaves me, kids fucking hate me, and I'm back down to ground zero, and I'm like, well, here we go again, baby. We're at ground zero, let's work our way back up. Because ain't everyone gonna be happy that mind, it's like, that's Genghis Khan sending me back to the steppe to fucking get my shit together. I'm not gonna live in the riches of like, oh wow, the lights always work, the heater works, this water pressure is real nice, oh boy, let me get my iPad out, what do y'all wanna watch tonight? Do y'all wanna order some Uber Eats? Y'all wanna do that? No, I don't wanna fucking, you know, just be in the shit. Live in the shit, and who cares? And then I get to burn fire from a tree they cut down next door to us downtown. How many people have a downtown campfire going most nights of the week? I didn't have that two years ago. I fucking fell into that. It's just nice to, you know, bust your ass and and see it slowly come. But what you see is you don't give up and you're not scared to fuck something up. When I was helping this person build the truck, this bus, well, what does this wire do? It does this, cut it and then throw it away. You know what I mean? Like, well, how are we going to rewire that? I don't know. We'll worry about it later. Let's get a bunch of other shit done and hire an electrician to rerun the shit. 
You can sit here, Google stuff. You can sit there on Adderall, fucking with a thousand wires, trying to rewire every fucking thing. When you can literally cut every fucking wire you don't need, and then drive it to like electricity by then take care of it. But in the meantime, instead of fucking with wires, you're building out other shit. And that's what I learned trying to run a business is you can't run the whole business. You don't want to. You don't want to have. I hate jobs, and I don't want to start a business by starting a job. You know what I mean? I want to build a business to where I can manage people to yield a product that I would be fucking prideful of, you know? And it's the same thing. Like, George Brito one time made a green sauce. No, it wasn't. It wasn't making a green sauce. He made some other shit that he was not happy that I told him to make. I think I was like, make some Mexican ranch cut. He's like, what is that? I was like, I don't know. Dump some of that creamer shit in and we'll call it Mexican ranch. No, it was mustard. I go, let's make our own mustard. Oh, okay. I'll have to make mustard. The guy's a phenomenal cook. Made some mustard and then literally put my finger in it, tasted it. And I looked at him and I go, is this the best you could have done to make this mustard? Well, no, but, you know, I didn't know how to make it. I'm like, then why the fuck are you making it for me? If you're not going to do, try to make the best fucking mustard you can possibly make, then why am I paying you to, to you know, why am I paying you to come help me work out? You know what I mean? Like, if you can't make the mustard, then say, hey, I'm not comfortable making mustard. Whatever. Big fucking deal. I don't half-ass some fucking shit mustard and then hand it to me and then have me try it and then look at me like I'm gonna be like oh yeah pretty good like no you're a good cook this fucking sucks like take some goddamn pride and then like oh wait that's a sin <laughs> take some goddamn sin <laughs> that was also the thing like you know like, one, like I keep an easy laid back work environment like hey you wanna get high go get high great I don't give a fuck but you know if you're not taking care of your job Whatever, I can hire somebody else. No, you know what I mean? And they can fuck up and I gotta hire somebody else. But you wanna, I wanna have someone that's good and then I want them to help build the company up and I want them to fucking, you know, gamble. Like, oh wow, let's hope that this works out. Cause they can go get a job. Like, you know, I have uh, a buddy that works for me spice company I was telling him it's a small spice company that honestly like we were in H-E-B before and broke shit before the grandma died they're not and the whole family's a mess they don't have a fucking clue what's going on I go but if we get our shit in order and we get those contracts we're making like an extra 30k a month I go I give you half of what I make now or more depending on how many hours you want to make and I can give a fuck about doing that because you do a great job but it's like you keep doing a good job like that they write up a contract for that much, you know what I mean? Like, I would peel off money to you. I want to hire people to where I pay them more money than I make so I can tinker around and not get fucked with, you know? If I was making more money than the people that are working hard, like keeping the business running, it's like, look at the managed guy, he's just back there in the shop messing around with whatever he wants to do, you know, we're out here working. Or if I'm like, hey guys, you know, 
you're gonna make this much, you're making that much, oh, you need a little extra, there you go. Okay, now I have $100 left, and this guy has 700, and this other person has 900, you know what I mean? I'm making less money. So when they go off and they're like, oh yeah, are you gonna work or help you with that? I'm like, no, I'm not gonna work. I pay you more so you do the fucking work and I can tinker around and you help anything. I need some help. You know what I mean? But having that mentality, because like, when I started the Spice fucking business, what was it? Um, started working with that. They were like, we're gonna give you a thousand a month. I go, you wanna give me a thousand a month to run a business that was making 40K a month that had 15 employees? You want me to run that? Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, we started off small. So I hired somebody, paid them half of what I made. So for six months, I was making 500 bucks a month, trying to, like, build shit to get the fucking facility up and running. And holy fuck, dude, like, I remember one time, my, uh, most of my father, who, was, who inherited the company, most of it, was like, who just managed it? I was like, well, it's just helping me out. And am I paying for that? Uh, no, you dick face. I'm the one giving a thousand, you know, 500 out of my thousand. And like, for example, now, we've been making more money because the website me and her set up that actually helped out and we kept on top of customers. Great, we have great customers and we want to keep good, like, like, like if somebody gets the wrong spice, I'd be like, oh, you got the wrong spice? What'd you order? I ordered Pinto Bino. Cool. Well, here's a whole fucking case of Pinto Bino. Have fun. I don't, I, I don't care on that. So then, ah, damn, that's a long train, dude. What's that train? Holland, though. Thing is, like, I don't give a shit. Like, I love, I, I mean, I'll pay my employees more and expect more out of them, you know? I remember one time I had someone come over and be like, hey, dude, I need you for six hours. I'll give you 15 bucks an hour for box up online orders. Ten online orders. This dude in four hours, or, I don't know, I think it was a day's worth. Boxed up four. And then had the audacity, like, hey, you got that hundred bucks? I was like, I go, so I'm gonna give you a hundred bucks for boxing up four orders. I went out of my way to give you 15 an hour for a job that is, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to help you out, and all you're doing is being lazy as fuck. And not being like, wow, Scotty's giving me 15 an hour just to work this tax fucking free. I'm getting taxed for my money, and then I'm paying people cash on the table. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so like people like that that do that work ethic. Well, I didn't know how to really do it. And I'm like, it's boxing up fucking orders, and you want to sting me for a hundred dollars for four fucking orders you boxed up that I could have done in thirty minutes? It's like, then why? Why? I, I, you know, go do some other shit. Like George Brito, when I was trying to get him to work on the truck. I was like, wait, man, I need to make money, dude. I need to make money. And I was like, well, the truck's not open yet. Well, what could I do to make money, man? Oh, I don't know. I got a steam cleaner, and you can steam clean the centrifugal fan that we're going to use for the food truck. So I go in there, and when I get in there, I'm stepping on all this thick fucking goo. 
because he fucking cleaned the, the thing inside the warehouse I was living in and just left sticky ass residue everywhere. And I'm paying the dude money that he would be, he'd be making $9 an hour flipping sandwiches at fucking, you know, Jimmy John's or some shit. And then I pay him a little bit, you know, either the same to just dick around and clean some equipment by himself without no one breathing behind his neck. And then, you know, he wants wants to have like, oh, I don't know how to do this and I don't know how to do that. I'm like, well, I'm giving you $10 an hour to figure out how to do it and not have some ass clown making $12 an hour telling you what to do. You're on your own doing that. But then he realized, wow, it's like people like, some people can't function the way they want to be on their own. We even got close to open the food truck up. I was like, all right, you want, what schedule you want to work? Oh, I don't want to cook anymore, man. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of cooking. Okay. What do you want to do? I just want to sell my art. I was like, I mean, well, you can work for me part-time, and we can sell your art on the truck. We'll put it on the menu. Like, oh, and buy my art, you know? No, man, I, I, I think I'm done with cooking and all that. Flash forward, or flash forward a year and a half later, the dude works two food fucking jobs in the same strip mall. Great. You know? Like, so I don't mind hiring people and trying to give them as much freedom as possible, but just some people just, you can give them freedom and they don't have a fucking clue what they want to do. You know? Some people, oh yeah, well I do a lot of work and I don't make a lot of money. I'm like, I'm not making any money. But I'm out here doing whatever the fuck I can, but I, I just can't stand when, when you try to help someone out, you give them money, and they just half-ass some shit, and then they're like, oh, you got the money? And I'm like, dude, come on, man. I could have done that myself in an hour, but I gave you some, you know what I mean, a chance to do it. And uh, I don't know what Deadly 7 Sims that is, but nothing pisses me off more than, like, you know, me the one paying everyone, making less money because I'm trying to pay people up that really fucking need it. You yeah, know, we're at rest. And then, then, and then fucking, I end up doing more of the fucking work. Doing less of the, or not more of the work, I, it's just like, you know, I don't know. I ain't talking, it's just stupid. I think it's a weird mix that you still have such a, your spirit like seems like very charitable. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, the charity is going unnoticed. Yeah. Which then brings the wrath out. But it's like charity going unnoticed isn't the, the, the thing that, that bugs me because giving someone a job shouldn't be charity. If I give you charity, I'll just give you money. I'll give you money all day, charity wise. Like, yeah, here's 100 bucks. Get your life together, type thing. You need some tires, or you need this. I'll give you that. But you know, if I'm burning the candle at both ends to try to fucking get you set up, and you just want to keep doing what you're doing and, and not not try as hard as I'm trying, then then move along. No big deal. Because what's the point of me trying to give some fucking money to somebody that that just fucking does a half-ass job and it's like I could have done that I could have done that half-ass job and kept the money but I don't want the money I want to give someone the opportunity to do a full-ass job 
and then they're good at it. And then in six months, they're gonna be like, hey man, I'll give you more money to do this. But I guess, you know, we're in such a fucking, like what we're talking about. You move somewhere new every two or three years, or you're not in the same house every year, you know what I mean? The most consistent house I ever lived in was the one I grew up, which I'm fortunate for, I guess. But the fucking idea of like, you know, ah, I'm not gonna be at this job long, I'm just doing it for a little bit of money, and I'm on balance. But I don't want that mentality, that, that, that ingrained corporate capitalism of like, well, you're just gonna be in the system, work for that. I'm like, I'm not a ground fucking, you know, zero trying to build something. And it's hard. And I'm not asking for help, I'm just asking for someone to put in hard work on top of my hard work. And it's, it may take a long time to fucking, you know, even do any of you also fail, but I'd rather try to help somebody do a business that, you know, than, and fail at that and just hop into some corporate shit where I got to go to HR or I got to go do this or I got to go, here's your 401, here's your, you know what I mean? Like, it's 300 and what, 28 million people here? IRS can't keep counting all of us, right? <laughs> Nothing close. That's like, fuck it, dude. Uh, one of the weirdest theories that I know, just uh, another random fact, we ran out of IP addresses, like, should have been probably 2012. Yeah. So, like, it's really hard for people to trace anything back to your direct internet. Right. Because you... Probably that person, that person, yeah, they yeah. Know, all are in the same IP address. So when something goes wrong, they can't like be like, oh, hey, it was this guy. No, we think it's a whole blog. Yeah, and then they'll raid him and shoot the dog and kill one person in the bed. You know what I mean? Like, based off, uh, you know what I'm talking about when they do those raids in those houses, like swatting. But it's, it's what people don't realize, like, when they're like, man, the government wants to know where you're at at all times. Yeah, they do, because they fucking give corporations such big fucking breaks that the corporations want to know what we want to buy all the time, so that they keep selling this bullshit. So whenever they talk about, like, you know, listening to our conversations to find out if we're talking about terrorist stuff, nah, they were listening to us and be like, hey man, this dude still drinks Nesquik, you know what I mean, like. What's Nesquik gonna do? Let's send Nesquik some of this fucking, you know, shit. These are dumb. American politics are fucking ridiculous. But I don't even care enough about politics to get into it unless I drink a little bit like I am now. And I hate capitalism. (laughs) But, you know, I like capitalism in small business that's good, you know, I hate capitalism so big where Ruth Chris gets six million dollars to help pay its employees and then someone that's struggling can't pay its employees so they gotta fucking quit their job around an environment that they like that small to go work at fucking Ruth Chris. It's like, oh. (sighs) They're giving them jobs Court is about to die, so we're gonna end this because we'll I'm losing episode. That's it.